The Ben Coley Podcast. Hey, you're listening to The Ben Coley Podcast, which is where I talk to you about my favourite new unsigned artists at the moment. I give you my commentary on all the latest music news. I'll give you my favourite song of the week and I'll tell you a little bit about my favourite album of the week. So... It's effectively a snapshot of the past week or so in music. And if you're like me and you love all different types of genres and all different sorts of artists, then consider this perhaps a quick quick pit stop where you can, you know, touch base with some new sounds and discover some new tunes that you can download, put in your library, crack on and enjoy. Um, So a little bit before I start, if you've got any artist suggestions for any new future episodes, please hit me up on my socials. So that's at BenColey97 on Twitter or underscore BenColey on Instagram. I love it when people suggest some new artists that I've never heard of before to listen to. And also it's, you know, difficult to keep on top of every single thing that comes out. So if you just say, hey, Ben, this thing's come out, that's really helpful for me. Also, you can send some suggestions my way at the new email that I've got set up called the Ben Coley Podcast at gmail.com. A little quick one about copyright. All the unsigned artists have been contacted uh, before this episode and they've all given me their complete uh permission to use uh, extracts of their songs and as well they are the sole copyright holders of their music. So yeah, episode three. I suppose a Merry Christmas is in order. Hope you had a good one. And it's kind of that little weird stage now between Christmas and New Year's, isn't it? Where no one really knows what's going on. So here I am just doing a podcast for you. Uh, First up, in terms of an under the radar artist that I think you should be getting on board with, it's Village Bully. Uh, It's actually a solo artist, Village Bully. So also known as Paige Thomas. Paige is writing music that I think really requires your attention. It's a real exciting addition to the Birmingham music scene. The Birmingham music scene's great. I only live about an hour away from Birmingham and there's already loads of great artists that have kind of sort of risen up through the ashes in Birmingham, people like Peace. You've also got bands like Swim Deep and Jaws as well. So there's loads of talent in Birmingham and there's also loads of small little venues that are just full every weekend with loads of artists performing there. And I think that Paige Thomas, Village Bully, is going to be around for a while. So she's very new to the scene. She only started in the summer, just gone. And um, she's only released two tracks. Her latest track, Lift, is the track that I'm going to be talking about. But her debut track called LA is really good as well. She supported Swim Deep, which is incredible. And that was on the 18th of December. And I saw some photos online. It looked like such a good gig. And Swim Deep concerts look incredible. I'm still yet to go and see them. She writes a really nice, sophisticated style of surf rock and also some shoegaze as well. But she also throws a little bit of folk into the mix. It's a real nice relaxing sound that she creates and she does it with so much maturity as well. She does it effortlessly. So Lift is the track that I'm going to be going in on and it's one of her most personal songs to date. Check this out right at the start. It starts with this real gentle, roomy kit. The drummer's literally just chilling out, absolutely loving life and in comes this serene electric guitar. There's two electric guitar parts. One is playing sort of, one's outlining the chords a little bit more. The other electric guitar parts playing these sort of higher chords and it, it really works together nicely. And there's a lovely little bit of reverb and a tiny little bit of tremolo on the guitar. So it makes this classic shoegazy sound. It kind of reminds me of Mild Orange, who are an Australian band, and it creates this kind of like rippling effect in the music. I love it. 
Village Bully has fantastic vocals as well. They seem to just kind of fall effortlessly onto the track. Her voice very much reminds me of King Princess, actually. It kind of sits in that sort of lower register, but then she can hit these amazing falsettos as well. Her voice is just stunning, isn't it? It just glides around the track so beautifully. And as well, this is a section of the song that I love. This is kind of the chorus, if you will, or it's at least the main hook of the song. We go up. It's just those three lyrics that are accented by the rest of the band as Paige sings them. And then just afterwards, you hear this amazing tremolo lead guitar part, and it sounds stunning. We go It's nice to see that Village Bully is writing songs that doesn't just make you sit there and think, oh, this is pleasant, but she's actually writing music that makes you feel something. It really evokes a mood and it causes something inside you to shift a little bit when you listen to it. I really love it. And she's established a real strong sense of confidence and she's got a real strong idea of her identity considering she's only released two songs, which I think is fantastic. I actually caught up with Village Bully aka Paige Thomas, a little bit earlier on. This is what she was telling me about her music. Lift, um, I think I was listening to a lot of like snail mail and um, Kate Bush at the time. So it was, it's kind of like, it comes from that kind of dreamy, sort of um, romantic place. And I was, I was in a relationship at the time. So I think inspiration qu came quite naturally for, I guess, like a typical look. I say a typical love song, but I think structurally it's not really anything that I've kind of come across. It's all, I don't know, I can't really describe it. It's such, uh, this is a really hard question because it, it's one of the songs that I've literally wrote in like three minutes and was so happy with. It's kind of like each section is in four different parts. It's got like sort of the, the long verse, which leads into sort of like a pre-chorus. Then you've got say that like chorus section where the band kind of sort of accent what you're singing and then it and then it goes into that sort of little solo at the end it's like each section's very different from the last i'd say yeah that's it it's like a very progressive song in the case of like there's this part then it goes on to this part then it goes on to this part so it's something that i didn't really think too much about at the time and then on reflection i'm like actually that's quite um, an unusual thing to do and when I rang you earlier to say, "Hey, you know, come onto the podcast," um, you were you were you were like, "Oh, I can't speak till later. I'm at work." So where is it that you're working when you're not performing? How do you sort of split up your time? Oh man, I uh, I work in a bar where I live in Shrewsbury, so uh, I do cocktails and stuff in the in the night time, and yeah, to to afford to get to these places where we gig and afford to record and all this. So, yeah. And I saw that you supported 
swim deep and jaws a few weeks ago who it's pretty safe to say that those guys in terms of the indie scene in Birmingham are kind of they're pretty much the top dogs really you've got sort of jaws swim deep you've got peace um other people like that so it must have been incredible supporting those guys and how did the gig go honestly I still haven't got over it yet like I'm looking back on the photos that people have sent me from the night and it's like the whole the whole thing was like I was kind of underwater. It was really strange. It was a really surreal experience. What venue was what venue was that at? It was at the mill, so it was quite a big venue. Um, obviously, it wasn't completely full when we were playing because we were only opening, but it was really nice. Austin from Swim Deep and uh, Cav. They, they came up to me after the the gig and they they said that they stick they stuck around to watch us which which was uh, a bit crazy but yeah <laughs> isn't that nice that a band of that level can actually stick around and watch the artists that are supporting them because they easily don't have to they could easily drop any any excuse and say oh we're too busy or you know we got caught up yeah I don't really know what to say like I've so many times. You go to a gig and the people that you're supporting, you know, they're not interested or, you know, they, they oh, I've got to go for food, mate, or see you later. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's nice that they really took the time out for that, yeah. That's amazing. So, 2020 is just about to kickstart. Have you got any plans for 2020? Any more gigs coming up or is there more music on the way? Well, January's turning out to be way more packed than i thought to be honest um we've got our first gig in london thanks to this feeling and pirate studios so we're looking forward to that that'll be really fun we're doing a show with ivory wave there and we're doing a piano show at centrale on the 10th in in birmingham which will be really nice um something that we haven't done before it's just going to be me and sylv and then we have a few gigs coming up with people like Velvet Tides. So no, yeah, it, we're performing a lot more than we did last year, which is great. But uh, I think me and Miles have some recorded music in the pipeline as well, so that'll be really fun. Amazing. So uh, the the question I like to finish off with: for someone who's never heard of you before, describe your music in three words. Oh Christ. Um pretentious <laughs> i think i think romantic and d- daydreamy <laughs> next up we've got the novus they're a an, another artist they're based around the midlands area they're from Stourbridge, and they're brimming with all of this fuzzy energy and they've got so much promise i can see them going on to really big things they're a four piece and they're writing music with quite a big sense of purpose I'd say the members are Tom, Tyler, Connor and Ewan and they put forward some pretty topical lyrics in all of their songs underneath they're laced together by these real hard-hitting riffs so for any fans of punk rock or garage this is definitely your calling don't look any further than this so their track that I'm going to be talking about is a track called Break, and it just comes storming out of the gate straight away with this momentum and proper Queens of the Stone Age-esque driving rock sound. Straight away, you've got that adrenaline rush going. And I love the rawness of the guitars and then the addition of the vocals, which sound very much like Frank Carter. That's the sort of vibe I'm getting. It's got that controlled anarchy that I love.
Rage. Love it. By now, I'm one over. Because really, for any song, at least after the first chorus come the second verse, you want to be won over, you want to be convinced. And I'm completely convinced by now. Yeah, so I love the lashings of punk rock that they've got going on. And when they get to the chorus, they're just singing the lyrics, left hand is held high. And it just sounds so anthemic. I love what they're doing. They're a band that I think are tapping into that really likeable punk sound it's this kind of anti-establishment attitude but they're they're backing it up with solid tunes and this studio energy that makes you want to see them live i actually caught up with the frontman connor earlier on and it's pretty safe to say that i want to see them live we were sort of in the midst of changing our sound really and trying to find what we we wanted to sound like and we got a, a lot of influences from you know different bands like blinders black sabbath and you know, Joy Division, all of those. And sort of the track was about us being annoyed, really, that we weren't listened to as as young people, sort of like we're 18, 19 years old. So um, sort of a track about um, breaking from the norm, um, not listening and going with the flow and actually uh, standing up for what you believe in. And that's what the track's about, really, and not sticking it to, uh, well, sticking it to the, the upper class and the establishment. That's what all the song's about, really. Like it. I, I love the sort of... The sort of the immediacy in your, your lyrics and the fact that they're sort of a topical, that's what I really loved about the track. And I can tell, having listened to it, sort of the energy that you guys have got, and it translates really well in the song. So obviously live, I'm sure you guys are awesome. What what would I expect if I were to appear to sort of one of your gigs? What would it be like? We tend to not do gigs anymore. We, we do shows, so we put everything into it. So it's not just you show up, listen to five bands, you show up, listen to a couple of support acts who are class and we pick ourselves and then um, you'll notice that it's a bit more theatrical we really focus on production so lights sound video projection set everything about it actors everything we make sure that it's a show and not just a gig our music tells a story we've got a few more plans in the works but we don't just want to be like every other band so we're we're working on them Making our shows really exciting and obviously we have massive mosh pits as well, so we've got to make sure that uh, those keep going. <laughs> of course you do. And how does it how does it go how does it go down sort of around Birmingham? Like do pe- are people taking to the whole theatrical side of it quite well? Like are you getting good feedback from that? Yeah, the last show we did, the warehouse show in September was unreal. It was just people still come up to me and talk to me about it now. It, it, it's really cool that, you know, People appreciate the hard work that we put into shows because we do it all ourselves. We don't get like a company in to do it. We build the stuff ourselves. Um, so, you know, it's really rewarding and uh, the gigs go down well and the next one's coming up soon. So Yeah, you've sold it to me. I've got to come see you. So when is the next gig? When are you gigging in 2020? And have you got new music coming out? Yeah, we've got um, an A side and a B side coming out, but we, we're only... Uh, Releasing the A side next January, which is uh, a song called Frosty. It's one of our older songs, but um, still a good tune for us. And then we're going on a little tour um, in Paris, uh, Birmingham, and London over January and the start of February. And that's our first headline tour. So I know you were dreading this. Three words to finish off on that you would use to describe 
the Novus for someone that's never heard of the band before? I'd say loud, energetic noise. We'll go with that. Third unsigned band that I really want to talk to you about is a band called Lips. Have you ever discovered an artist that you're genuinely baffled as to why they haven't been on your playlist for years already? Because Lips is that band for me. Uh, they're indie pop, um, but when you say indie pop, that's quite a tricky one, isn't it? Because that's such a broad-reaching genre. If you think of indie pop, you already look at the likes of The Killers or Arcade Fire or uh, Arctic Monkeys, I suppose. They're some of the main indie pop bands you think of. But then you've got more abrasive indie pop bands like 21 Pilots and other bands similar to that. Well, at the other end of the spectrum, you've got lips and they're writing these beautiful songs that kind of float gently over you but they've got this sense of immediacy as well and there's kind of little doses of dream pop and shoegaze that are thrown into the mix as well so they're kind of drawing in all these different influences repackaging them together and presenting them in quite a nice little way so they're a four piece from the southwest and they've garnered loads of attention from bbc introducing uh, bbc radio 6 as well have picked them up and they've also played Lollapalooza. What? That's mad. Um, Lollapalooza. That's crazy. That's a huge gig. And they also recently uh, supported uh, Penelope Isles at the Fish Factory in Penryn. So they're playing a lot. They're really doing the gig circuit a lot. And they've got the music to back it up as well. So in the summer just gone, they have uh, released their latest single and it's so summer. It's so good. It's called In Summer and it's got this dozy melody that you're about to hear from the lead singer Rachel Anstis and it's infectious. She's got this voice that really draws you in. I'm sure you'll agree there's there's so much simplicity to the music that they're writing. The guitars are just shimmering um, and the drumming style is just no fuss, no nonsense. It just does exactly what it needs to do. And the bass ties it all together nicely. And this section of the song now uh, is kind of a perfect example of that. This is the pre-chorus of In Summer. Okay, so here's the chorus of the track, and it's it's so solid. I think that lips are kind of melding together ambience and rock in such a way that it sounds really refreshing to me anyway and I love what these guys are doing so I caught up with Alex and Rachel from the band's lips a little bit earlier on this is what they told me about their music we sort of released it probably almost exactly a year after we released our uh, debut single apartment um, and apartment was quite a summery tune and uh, it, it started at the start of summer 
So we sort of we wanted to kind of uh, do that again, really. Um, and this time it was, you know, we, we really wanted to kind of hit home on the kind of more pop chorusy type sort of stuff as well. But I don't know, keep it keep it as dreamy as possible too. Um, so yeah, it's just us. It's just us trying to write a dope chorus. Oh no, you did just that. The chorus is so good, and I love um, I love Rachel's melodies as well. That and her voice suits it so nicely. So so this is for Rachel, I suppose. It, um, it says online, all I found is that you guys are from the southwest. Where specifically in the southwest are you from? And then what's the scene like down that way? Is there kind of a lot of gig opportunities going on or do you have to kind of go further afield to, to land gigs? So we're from Falmouth in Cornwall, which is right at the bottom. Um, that's where we kind of met. And we actually have a we actually have a new guitarist now who is called Socks and he lives in London. So it's kind of kind of fifty fifty. He lives in London and then me, Chris and Alex live in Falmouth still. Um and it's quite it's quite a lot going on actually. There's loads of kind of there's always kind of gigs on all the time. Loads of kind of similar in, indie pop bands, lots of kind of shoegazy stuff. I think there's only, there's only so much you can go with that one. So we do kind of have to travel out to London and we do like weekenders of shows. But yeah, no, it's cool. Everyone's kind of really up for, for going to gigs down there and it's just really, really good and sociable for that kind of music. So And with you saying that it, with you saying that there's loads of um other shoegazy sort of um pop rock bands around, how do you guys sort of make an effort to stand out? I think we, we kind of take into account aesthetic quite a lot. Um, which is quite common of, of where we're from in Falmouth. It's a university town, predominantly um, an art school. So everyone does take into account their, their own aesthetic and, and how that kind of works um, around their music. Um, and I guess our aesthetic and our thing kind of sets us a little bit apart as well. Um, we're always kind of based around like nostalgia um, and we're always we kind of our influences are very like sort of 80s uh, music based and stuff like that, 80s and early 90s. And so, I mean, yeah, I think we're we're one of a few, but very few that are doing stuff like that down there. So um, last question, I suppose, then for for someone that's never heard of your music before, describe your music in three words. Oh, that's a really tricky one. I'd say nostalgic, uh, jangly and Alex says sweet. Okay, music news. Um, there's, to be honest, there shouldn't really be much music news around Christmas. Like, come on, just chill out, just sit at home with your families, relax. But somehow there's quite a lot of music news that I've got to get through. So there's a new Justin Bieber song out soon. Oh my God, Justin! Can't wait. Hashtag Bieber 2020. He's announced his first new album in five years. It hasn't actually got a title yet, but he's announced that he's releasing it in the new year. Um, And he's got a new song that he's going to be dropping with it. He's announced the name of that, though. It's called Yummy, um, and it's coming out on the 3rd of Jan. It's quite difficult to say what it's like, because he's he's released a little snippet of it, but it's not enough to really form much of an opinion. But it sounds quite trap-influenced. As well as that, he's announced a 45-day American tour including four stops in his home country of Canada. So he's a busy boy next year. Travis Scott has released uh, the new Jack Boys compilation album. So for anyone that doesn't know about this, it's effectively a showcase of new 
or established artists on Travis Scott's very own Cactus Jack Records label. Um, and there's some fantastic artists that are on his label. You've got Sheck Wes, Don Tolliver, and DJ Chase B. All of them make a really nice impact on this compilation album. But then it's also featuring some pretty well-established, well-sought-after artists as well. You've got Quavo on there, Offset, Young Thug, and Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke makes a great great entry on the final song of the compilation album you gotta go and check out that song so definitely go and check out that album i really enjoyed it it's very much travis scott inspired you're not looking too much further outside the sound of travis scott it is that psychedelic trap sound but some great songs on there there's also a new uh bring me the horizon album out which was surprising to everyone i think it's it's this random album that they've just dropped um and it's experimental, to say the least. Here's the title. I'm only going to say it once, and then I'm going to abbreviate it. It's called Music to Listen to, Dance to, Blaze to, Pray to, Feed to, Sleep to, Talk to, Grind to, Trip to, Breathe to, Help to, Hurt to, Scroll to, Roll to, Love to, Hate to, Learn to, Plot to, Play to, Be to, Feel to, Breathe to, Sweat to, Dream to, Hide to, love, Live to, Die to, Go to. It's the most pretentious album name ever. And no one's ever going to say the full name of that, are they? So just call it Music to Listen to. And it's it's only a few tracks long and it runs for an hour and 15 minutes and features guest appearances from Halsey, Happy Alone, Toriel, which I wasn't expecting at all. Um, uh, it's a tricky one with this album because I can see what Bring Me The Horizon are trying to do. They've they're one of those bands that I admire because they veered away so much from their death metal roots that they started off with. Now, rightly so, it's you know it's lost them a lot of fans. But with their track that they uh, with that album that they bought out earlier in the year called Ammo, I think for as many old fans as they lost, it probably introduced them to a lot more commercial mainstream fans. Because I think Ammo was a great album with some great pop rock songs on there, but there was also some tinges of death metal and hardcore as well this album is out there it's really experimental it's got huge electronic soundscapes on there it's got these random metal outbursts it's also got these uh, real experimental sections in there some songs are about 10 minutes long other songs see Ollie Sykes, the lead singer, talking about meditation and about how we should stop eating animals. And it's safe to say that the album is weird. I didn't love it. And that's not saying that I don't think what Bring Me The Horizon are doing isn't exciting, because I think it is. And they touch upon some really good ideas in this album. But for me, a 24-minute track where Ollie Sykes is talking like this. He's talking like this over the track the whole time. And there's just this random electronic noises in the background i'm sorry to me that it doesn't do it for me that's to me that's a song with no real direction doesn't do it for me uh in other news lad baby got the christmas number one with his song i love sausage rolls that's all i'm gonna say on that pathetic uh and there's also a couple of new tyler the creator songs that have dropped uh in the past week so any fans of igor which i was a massive fan trust me you're gonna really appreciate the songs the songs are called group b and best interest Okay, so my song of the week this week is from Smino. Um, 
and this is the track called Slay, and this is kind of off his new little two-track project that he's got going on called High For The Holidays inspirational. Uh, he's also got Chicago producer Monty Booker on there, as well as Masego. And Masego has a great verse on here, which really steals the whole song for me. It's got this warm and soft synth sound throughout the track, and there's this gently sort of shuffling beat underneath. The reason why I love Smino is he's very tongue-in-cheek, and he kind of has this sort of happy, chappy vibe about him. Very relaxed, very carefree, very breezy, but that's what I love about it. The chorus of this song is so catchy, and <laughs> it's got the inspirational, heartfelt lyrics. Santa Claus, do you have Adderall and Kush on your sleigh? Wow. In terms of my album of the week, um, it's been quite a tricky one to choose, actually, because there's been some quite honourable mentions this week. But the one that's got me, and it might be a surprising one to you, is the new Kanye West project or Sunday Service Choir, which was executively produced by Kanye West, and it's called Jesus Is Born. I spoke about it in my last podcast that I thought Kanye West might have been dropping a new album on Christmas Day, and he did. The only catch is it kind of isn't under his name. It's his Sunday Service Choir. The album is a through-and-through gospel album. It's got rich, beautiful harmonies floating around, fantastic vocal arrangements, and for the best part, it's hooks that stick with you, to be honest. There's some moments of additional instrumentation that are thrown into the mix, so it's not just vocals. It's got the fingerprints of Kanye all over it, though. I love the Sunday Service Choir's version of uh, Kanye's Ultralight Beam, which, of course, was taken off the album Life of Pablo. I think they do such a good job of it, and it kind of injects and breathes this new life into the song. It's a little bit too long as an album, but it's still absolutely solid. So that's it for episode three of the Ben Curley podcast. And I suppose the next podcast that is going to be coming your way, episode four, is going to be in the new year. So there'll be loads for me to talk about. Check out the three unsigned artists that I've been speaking about, Lips, The Novus and Village Bully. All the links to their social media and to their music is down in the description. Go and follow the links, go and check them out, go and follow them, go and engage with their stuff because they're really exciting artists that need your attention. The Ben Coley Podcast.